Welcome to the community where passion for life and healthy sexuality connect beautifully and easily. I'm your host, Amanda Ammons, and my goal in life is to help you thrive. And a huge part of that is your sex life. Your one life was meant to be amazing, sex included. You most likely haven't been shown this, but I'm here to tell you, you're beautifully and intricately made. Made for more, made for the best. However your journey brought you here, join me in a new conversation about one of the most amazing things ever created, intricate, passionate intercourse. Together, let's break the shame cycle. Let's learn how to please and be pleased. Let's fight fear, find freedom, and freaking have fun. Welcome to the Passion Connected Show. Hey friends, welcome back to the Passion Connected Podcast. This is going to be a fun episode. This is for you engaged people, newlywed people. I'm really excited to cover this topic. So today we're talking about what you should talk about before you get married, what questions you should ask each other, what topics about sex should you make sure that you cover before you actually get into the act of having sex together. And this question was posed to Kyla and I a couple months ago when we did a joint episode. Somebody just asked that, like, okay, what did you talk about? And we really didn't give it the justification that it needed. <laughs> Basically, the way that we answered was, you know, we talked about everything. Like there really wasn't anything that was taboo. There wasn't anything that was um, not on the table to talk about for us. But I really want to dive into this question a lot deeper because there's so much more to it. And even when him and I came away from that episode, we were like, okay, that's a question that really needs more time and intention. It needs more effort given to it because this is something that's real. It's a real question. You're bringing two people together. You're trying to figure out how do we go into this healthily? And there is a ton of advice given on this topic. And really, truly, I don't think a lot of it is healthy. Um, And so we'll sort of get into that. But This is one of the episodes where I really wanted to do this again with Kyle. So we're probably going to do a joined episode and just talk and get his perspective of things. But for right now, I am just going to bring you our experience as best as I can, but also my training in counseling and in dealing with healthy relationships um, and just navigating this for so many different people. I have so many different stories and just experiences that I'm able to bring in and see what has worked for people and what hasn't. So I really hope that you just take whatever is applicable to you because your relationship is so unique to you. You have so many different facets to it. You guys both have different histories and everything like that. And so what went really well for Kyleb and I may not necessarily be something that's going to work for you, but there are overarching truths that you need to apply. And so I hope that you just kind of get that through all of this um, and take what is needed and go have the conversations that you need to have. So to get this whole thing started, why is this question even asked? And I think that this is, (laughs) I think this is one of those things where I, I asked a lot of like, what are the boundary lines in our relationship physically But to me, I was never one of those people who was like, there's boundaries in the kinds of conversations that we have. Now, if you know anything about the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram eight. And so boundaries in conversation is not my forte. (laughs) I'm not typically somebody who holds back. 
Um, I try not to like impose myself on, you know, conversations that are unwanted and things like that. Like all, you know, I have learned healthy boundaries, but I'm not a person who, if I have an opinion and it is a safe space and it is something that should be talked about and it's healthy to talk about, I don't hold back. So the concept of, of not talking about anything concerning sex was like almost kind of new to me. I just didn't get it. Um, and so really, really early on in Kyle and I's life, we pretty much jumped straight into it. Like once we knew this is for real, once we knew, Hey, this is a long-term relationship. And then, Hey, this is us getting married. We're going to spend the rest of our lives together. Um, for me, all doors were open and it was like, all right, we're going to talk about everything, everything. And then some, and I wouldn't necessarily say that that is totally healthy. And I would also say that there should be stages probably more than what I gave them. So there should have been, I guess, space and rounds to process things. Um, and I was more the kind of person who was like, all right, we're going to just everything's out on the table all at once. And, and we kind of had this storytelling time of like he told me his history and I told him my history. It was like two separate weeks um, but it was like all in one day and we just told like as much as we could and we got it all out. Um, and so that was kind of the start of talking about, about sex. And that was really, really difficult. There were a lot of things in both his and I's past that were very, um, just kind of shook things up a lot. Were really heavy. were really, really emotional. And because of that, that's where I'm saying it was a little ill-timed. It was a little, um, it just should have been given more space than what it was given. It was right in the middle of craziness of college and new friendships and relationships and jobs and everything else. And it, it really was just too much for how heavy all of the topics were because it, we couldn't really focus on anything else. Um, and so that would be just like my first bit of advice is depending on where you're at and having conversations about sex and about your history and everything start off easy and start off where you have the time and the space to really truly honor each other and have these conversations the way you want to have them instead of with heightened emotions instead of with like not enough time and we're rushing and then we're trying to text about it and we just don't have enough time and so then we're having this phone call and then in between classes like I mean there was like tears like randomly <laughs> like he would have to go to basketball practice and we were having like a really heavy conversation and it's like okay this is just this is really too much um and that is one of the things like in my own life I tend to I jump very all in I I like I said I don't really hold anything back and so I wasn't as practiced in conversational nuances and things that I, I should, that I learned later on in life, but that I wish I would have been able to apply then because it would have been super duper helpful. Um, I can say this though. I absolutely 100% and Kyleb is the same way and has attested to this too. Do not regret anything that I told him and do not regret anything that he told me. And this is one of the things where I feel like there is a lot of um, differences of opinion here. And we got a lot of different advice. 
And it's not to say that the advice was necessarily bad. And I honor and respect the fact that everybody comes from different situations. But Kyla in particular was given advice that said, don't, don't have them share anything that you are not prepared to carry with you for the rest of your life. Um, that you, you know, they were just saying like, what you learn about your partner is really, really impactful and you might not need all the details. And so, um, some of the advice that has been given to the both of us is like, you don't have to share everything. And even in some of my counseling courses, and I just want to like give the other side of things here, that's a different opinion from mine. I have learned from a lot of different counselors who are longtime relational counselors that do give the advice that you don't need to share everything with your spouse, which I think is true. I think it's really healthy to know you don't need to. You absolutely don't have to share everything. Um, This is not, you know, a mandate to a healthy relationship. That's not the grounds for a healthy relationship. A healthy relationship is built on openness and honesty, which is true, but you can be open and honest and not necessarily share, you know, a descriptive picture of how things went down. And so I think that's a lot of times like what's being said here um, is like, you just don't have to go into all of it and all the feels and, and everything else. But Kyla and I were a little different and Kyla was hesitant at first but now doesn't regret a single thing um, that we shared. And I think part of that is, well, there's a lot of things that came out of it. But my, as my personality type, one of my big things is trust. Um, And I really, if, if trust is not built, it's really a difficult relationship for me. That's one of the things I just really, really um, have always looked for and desired in a person. And Kyla has brought that 100%. Like he is such a trustworthy person. He is so open with me. He helps me be open. Um, and just this back and forth communion in trust and love and openness. And it started then and there, and we haven't looked back ever since. And it's been, it's been interesting as we have gone down the roads of different difficulties in our relationship, different struggles, um, sexually and or not, and found that we're not really able to keep anything from each other for more than like a short span of time (laughs) because we're like, it just eats us up on the inside. We're like, no, this is not a relationship. This is not how we do things. Um, and so we have a very, like, we talk a lot. Um, we make sure that you know, everything that we are working through in life is shared with the other person so that we can be a support and we can just continue in unity and continue in love. And so for us, one of the things that I feel like the reason I'm just like on this other side is I have watched couples not share things before getting married. And then when it came out in marriage, it was devastating devastating and it could have been worked through beforehand Um, another example is just you know saying that we're gonna like not share specifically everything and that just like keeps going on in their relationship and maybe the things don't always come out but there's always this level of like dissonance of like I'm not really sure if I totally know where they're at sexually I'm not really sure if 
if we're on the same page, if they're really struggling with something, um, if there's something that I need to be worried about, or are they even present in the bedroom with me? And so I think when you keep some of these things, it can kind of start to build this, um, I guess, anxiety or nervousness, um, just like secretly. And I'm just a huge person on letting light shine, letting light shine into spaces. And with Kyle and I, it was like the moment we shared something that was hard and that was difficult, that was when the, that was when the joy came in. And that was, you know, after we worked through all the hard things, that's where we were able to look and say like, that is something I can pray for, for you. That is something that it was so good to share because now somebody knows. Now somebody can care for me in this. Now somebody can relate or can hear me or can love me as I fully am. And I think it's sort of the same thing that you have in your relationship with Christ where it's like when things are confessed, when things are opened up fully, when you fully take responsibility for something before the Lord and say like, okay, God, this is, you know, this is something that it. I've been dealing with and you know, and you see it, but I'm acknowledging it now it's brought into the light. And that is when you get to start working forward. That is when you get to start actually doing the inner work and saying, all right, like let's deal with this mess and like make it out of here. So that was one of the things that really came out of our relationship. Um, and just talking early on about all things about our past and our desires and our dreams and all of that sort of stuff that was just really healthy for us. Kyla was able to look me in the eyes and say, I forgive you. I love you. I hold nothing against you. I want to continue to affirm you as a daughter of, of a king and of someone who is beautiful. And I absolutely want to marry and love despite everything that's gone on. And same way for Kyla. I was able to say those same things, not daughter of the king, but you know, son of a king and, and just affirm who he is and that I still wanted to be with him in all that mess. And we were able to be a representation of Christ to each other, which is what marriage is all about. And so it was a really, really beautiful thing. And this is not to say that it wasn't difficult because it was, and there were some things that were brought up and I just want to make sure that whoever is listening knows that these are not going to be easy conversations if stuff has happened. Even if not, even if nothing has happened, that is still a difficult conversation. And there were a few times where I had to take space from Kyla and say, I don't know how to handle this information and I need to, I need to process and I need to get wisdom from, from God. And I need to get wisdom from older people in my life. I need to, I need to navigate these waters before I come back to you. But then after I did, I was able to come back to him with total clarity and affirmation and just feelings of like, all right, let's work through this together. So this is a whole lot of stuff, really, really a lot to work through. But basically, I want to just kind of wrap all of this part of this podcast, which we have so much more to talk about, but just this part of it, talking about your history and covering that before you get married. This is something that you are going to have to decide what is good for you. And you might be on the, the end of saying, you know, I really don't want to know everything. Now, if you're saying I really don't want to share everything, I would have a little bit of of question in that like why aren't you wanting to share um are you 
trying to hide something? Are you um, just not wanting to hurt them? Because that's really, I, I feel that if you are getting married and making this commitment, are you just doing it because you don't want to hurt them? Um, because I really don't think that that is really a valid enough reason. It's going to hurt them one way or another if it's hidden without their knowledge. And I feel like they should be able to choose whether or not they want to be hurt and hear and understand everything that's gone on. Um, and just like you get to make that decision as well, that you get to hear and hurt for anything that's happened with them. Um, and so just be careful if, if you are hesitant on sharing. Um, but do be mindful of whether or not you are ready to hear it because it, once it is heard, it is never something that goes back. But I would encourage you that if you guys can go through this stuff together, you are setting the foundation for a strong marriage. You are setting the foundation for, um, a relationship where you guys are open with each other and honest and caring and loving each other despite the faults instead of just loving each other blindly, which I think is one of the things that I really appreciated about Kyla and I's just engagement and dating and everything was the fact that we were definitely not the kind of couple <laughs> our marriage counselors. Um, yeah, they were kind of like, I can't like you guys are working through all this already because we were not, um, our relationship was not with rose colored glasses. Like we did not look each other, look at each other. Like you're absolutely perfect. We kind of looked at each other more like, I love you despite all of those imperfections. And so when we got married, there really wasn't a shock. I feel like a lot of people will have that shock where they're like, Oh my goodness. Yes. False. And everyone says that like, just you wait, like a few years in, you're going to find out something it's going to annoy you. Or like, they're not always going to be like the most perfect person on earth. I'm like, he was never the most perfect person. I was never the most perfect person. We were the perfect people for each other, but I never looked at Kyleb like he's, I don't know, like he's infallible. Um, and I think part of that was that we worked through everything and we were honest with each other about everything. And so, um, that would just be my encouragement for that. So, okay, moving on from this topic, because there's so much more that you can actually talk about when it comes to talking about sex, than just, you know, your history and all of that sort of stuff. You can also talk about your desires and your dreams and what you think sex should be, because this is, this is really huge, honestly. And this is another one of those things where it was like, what did we, you know, talk about before sex? Literally everything. Was there anything taboo? Literally nothing. We asked each other, okay, so down the road, like we get married. What do you think that sex is going to be like in our first year? And we would talk about that. What kind of frequency do you want to have? Like how often do you want to have sex? How? And then both of us were kind of like, we have no idea how this works. So we were like, um, what do you think you'll like? How long do you think sex is? And for us, a lot of it was actually just kind of having fun conceptualizing it because we really didn't have that much of a frame of reference. And so it was like, we don't even know what we're about to walk into. And it was kind of a joy for both him and I to be like, we make this whatever we want. Like it's ours. Like we can design it. We can figure out what works for us. Like we're really excited to see all this different stuff. And Kyle was definitely more nervous. Um, he was like, I don't know if this is okay. I don't know if we should be doing this. Um, you know, we're not, we're not married. Like, are these, are these conversations okay? And 
from my side of things, it was like we were getting married. This is very obviously going to be a huge part of marriage. And just like we covered everything from what do we think finances is going to look like? What do we want to do like about, you know, parenting? Are we on the same page? Is our faith on the same page? Is our lifestyles like do they mesh? Um, And this is just another part of it. And it's not a taboo part of it. I don't think it is a sin for you to talk about sex before you get married. I think it's healthy. I think that you should. I think that if you are holding things back, why are you, why are you holding it back? Is it out of fear? Is it out of this idea of like shame or like, um, you know, taboo, this sense of like to say sex is to not be pure because that's not, that's not biblical and it's not right. And that is not what the Lord teaches. And so I think there are things that you can be careful on um, and you can draw your lines and you can draw your boundaries. And that's like a, a completely different thing, which you definitely need to talk about in your relationship too. Like what are our lines? What do we think is biblical? What do we think that God teaches? Um, where are we at? And, and be, you know, figure that out together. But in just talking about what you desire out of sex, what you hope for sex, what you think sex will be, you are going to be covering so many different um, things that you hopefully are staving off the problems that you might have in in the future. Um, Because you don't really want to get into marriage and, you know, that first month, that second month, whatever it is, you're like okay, wait, this is not at all like I thought it was going to be. And you're going to have things where like you did not anticipate them. You're coming together. This is new. This is different. This is something where two people are having to, you know, I mean, it's extreme teamwork to make sex work well. So it, there's going to be difficulties. But if you have something that is just glaring and really, really difficult, like you could have worked through some of those things beforehand. And it's so so sad to me that the majority of premarital counseling and premarital like workbooks and things like that, even like the ones that we did um, and some of the ones that we used with other people, it was like there were so many different chapters, which I think are really, really important and really, really vital. Um, but sex was like the smallest chapter out of all of them. And I'm sitting here thinking, hold up, hold up. This is huge for marriage. This is so huge. This is huge for your relationship. This is like the rest of your life that you're joining together physically in unity, intimately with love and passion. Like we need to talk about this, which is why I created Passionate Beginnings, because I was so frustrated to find all of my friends having not had these kinds of conversations, having not talked about anything, having no one having told them, Hey, by the way, you need to go to the bathroom after you have sex. It helps keep away infections, especially early on as your body's acclimating to all of this. You know, this is something that you need to make sure that you do. And they had no idea because nobody talked to them or the women where it's like they literally have no idea what an orgasm is and they have never talked to their future spouse about their desires for an orgasm, whether or not that is something that they want to pursue or how they feel about it. If they have nerves, um, if, you know, if they feel like I don't really know how to do this or, 
are, do you feel ready to navigate this together? Is this something that we can figure out together? And nobody talks to them about that. Nobody talks to them about their clitoris. Nobody talks to them about their vulva and vagina and everything else. No one talks to them about the male anatomy or how to clean up or how to come together, all of these different things. And those were so many things that Kyle and I covered ahead of time. And when we got there, it made it so much better. It made it so much easier. It was like we just stepped into this natural state with each other. Now, there were other things in our relationship that we had to navigate, things that I wish we would have worked through. But when it came to this area of sex, we were so much more prepared because I took the time to do the research. And so my advice to you would be, if you don't know if you don't know what to ask each other or how to ask each other things, which you probably don't because this is one of those things where like you learn from experience or you learn from research or you learn from wisdom of other people, my recommendation would be find somebody, find someone to talk to, find a counselor, um, a sex counselor, or find somebody, um, a mentor that you have or a parent or parental figure um, or a friend that has been married for a bit or find a course online or find some books. There are so many out there. Just find something where you are able to start going through it and asking the questions that you need to ask and, and finding the things that you had no idea that you didn't even know about. And then being able to talk about those things because with Kyle and I, we were able to, like I said, navigate some of the things that we never would have we never would have even known about, um, if I hadn't done research and he was more nervous. And so our philosophy was kind of like, well, you do some of the research, um, and just bring it to me. And then we can talk about whatever you feel like is important to talk about. But I mean, we were able to navigate the fact that I had newlywed cystitis and we sort of had, you know, kind of a, a game plan and it happened and it was something we had to deal with during the honeymoon and we were able to work through it or, you know, talking about period sex. Like we were able to ask each other, is this something that we feel comfortable with? How do we want to handle it? What, do, what do we think? And just giving each other the open space to say, like, we have differences of opinions. We're like two, like I said, two different people coming into this relationship. So we've got to talk about these things. It's not going to just fall into place without us asking those questions. So all of this being said, find somebody to help you do some research. Don't just leave it all to chance and don't be afraid to talk about it. Um, there's a difference between talking about sex and using it as an initiation <laughs> to sex. I think the, a lot of the fear of it comes in this idea um, that if you start talking about sex, you're going to start thinking about sex and then you're going to sin and, and blah, blah, blah. It does not have to be like that. I believe that you can talk about it with an open, pure heart, with excitement for intimacy with each other, with excitement for pleasing and being pleased and uniting um, and not have it be something that is just overwhelming you with this temptation and, and whatever else. But you're going to have to figure out what that line is for you though, and how to do that best together. So like I said, for Kyle and I, it was more like I did the research, brought it to him. We sort of just talked through it after I had, you know, different new information. And then we were able to ask questions that might've come up from it. We had a little bit of it in counseling and then, um, but we mostly just navigated it with 
Kyle of not really doing much of the research. So if that's something that you need to do for your relationship, then you can do it that way. Or if it's something that you guys want to do together or you want to have someone involved, I think that that would be a beautiful way to do it. Just having somebody sitting there with you, walking you through and navigating like these are the things that you you need to think through and ask each other and and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, (laughs) I feel like that was a lot for one episode, Um, two different sort of like approaches to talking about sex before you're married, but all of it with the same resonating tone of don't go into marriage with with sex being taboo. It's not going to be healthy for either of you. Don't go into marriage without having talked at least about whether or not you want to talk about it um, and whether or not you want to be able to pray over it and all of that sort of stuff. Cause it's a huge, huge part of your life and your marriage. Um, and it deserves time and effort. And it is a beautiful thing to discuss with your person an intimate thing to discuss with your person. And the conversations can be really beautiful if you let them. So as always friends, I am so glad that you are here. I hope that this episode was helpful. I seriously, seriously believe you can have amazing, beautiful, intimate sex. I'll see you guys here next week. Hey friends, if this was helpful, but you feel like you are still needing more, that is why I created Passionate Beginnings. I am so here for you. I am ready to help you start off your sex life with confidence, with a bang, with creating beautiful, beautiful intimacy. There is so much that goes into it. Everything from learning how your hormones work to learning about each other's anatomy, how to come together, positions, cleanup, communication. Oh my goodness. There is an array of topics and I've got it in passionate beginning. So if you are interested, I will have the link in the show notes and don't forget there's always the code passion in all caps for 20% off. And I can't wait to see you in there.